Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and you're listening to This is the Voice of the Prophet. I have walked in the office of the Prophet since God revealed the anointing he has placed on my life for close to 40 years. This podcast is a new territory that he has assigned me that I pray will be done as God ministers. The purpose of this podcast is to share the Word of God in a prophetic way under the anointing of the Holy Ghost as he ministers and speaks to my spirit as to when he would have me to speak to the listeners, you, his sons and daughters. It's also purpose to invoke open and honest conversation on the things that many people, especially Christians, don't want to talk about, which is racism in the body of Christ. I pray that God will use this podcast to enable us as his sons and daughters to talk about the elephant in the room that for too many years, pastors, teachers, and leaders have tried to sweep under the rug. You can help and support this podcast by telling your friends, families, co-workers, church members, and everyone you know about This is the Voice of the Prophet and how easy it is to tune in through any podcast server through this title. You can also help and support this ministry through your love and prayers. You can reach me with questions and comments by email at amyeagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at C-H-A-R-T-E-R dot net. And finally, you can always reach me at my website at thevoiceoftheprophet.strikingly.com. And remember, if for some reason the podcast doesn't come through or to hear previous episodes, you can always reach This is the Voice of the Prophet on every and any podcast server. Thank you and God bless you. Now let's get into the word that God has for us for this week. Hello, everyone. This week's episode is entitled Racism at Its Finest. We all know that the Word of God says that many are the plans of man, but God's purpose will prevail. That's a prayer that I pray daily, that no matter what my plans may be, let His purpose prevail. Let His plans prevail over mine. And so it is with this week's podcast. My plans as insignificant as they are in the sight of our Father, were to upload previous episodes while I took a little break. Our Father's plans, however, have prevailed. You know, every time I begin to believe that there might be a lull or even a slight pause in the racist rhetoric that spewed out almost on a daily basis, I hear or experience something new different, and even more offensive in the world of racism. This week, I must ask our Texas listeners to please not only say something, but do something concerning the lieutenant governor of that state. I am not one for name calling, but this man seems to be a complete idiot. And it's only the Holy Ghost within me that keeps me from saying more. 
last month at a CPAC meeting in Dallas, Texas, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick said that unvaccinated African Americans are responsible for the surge in COVID cases in his state. This man actually blamed blacks for the surge in COVID in Texas and states like his. Now, please remember, this is the same idiot. Yes, I said it again. The idiot who blamed Mexicans crossing the borders for the surge previously. There was a time that one of the things that would keep an individual from attaining higher levels, not only in life, but also in the body of Christ, was not accepting responsibility for their words and actions. One of the things that I've heard in both the present and last Democratic presidents is them saying the words, I accept responsibility for whatever it was being discussed. In every last one of those situations, those were very difficult issues that were being dealt with. They were not only before the press, but before the people of this nation, which included their constituents. But yet they were willing to say that they accepted the responsibility, not only for their actions or decisions, but for the actions and decisions of those that they were accountable for and not try to shift the blame to others. It was seen that the time of being responsible for one's actions is becoming a thing of the past. Now it seems that someone has rewritten the word of God and instead of being held accountable for our actions, the thing to do is shift the blame and that is what will allow for some to attain the heights that they desire. My apologies to my Republican friends. I truly mean no offense to you, but we all know that this comes from mimicking the actions of former President Donald Trump. He was a man that never accepted responsibility for anything that went wrong. It was always someone else's fault. But that's still not my point for this podcast. For Dan Patrick to not only shift the blame in regards to the COVID rate soaring in Texas, which is only because of not having masks or vaccine mandates, but then to out and out lie on black Americans is absolutely unbelievable and beyond comprehension. This man has seized an opportunity to fabricate untruths which can have no other effect but to bring even more racial divide among the races of America. This is no worse than the lies that were told about black Americans in the old movie, Birth of a Nation, where black men were shown as rapists, thieves, and murderers, which was one of, if not the most racist movie of all times. And although the movie was full of nothing but lies and untruths, there are still deceptions, misinformation, and false propaganda against Blacks that we are still dealing with and being accused of until today. The Word of God teaches us not to lie and to accept responsibility for our actions. But these conservative Christians seem to have forgotten that entirely. 
I truly believe that all politicians lie. They lie so much until they have accepted lying as the norm. Lying allows for not accepting responsibility for one's own actions, which means going against the word of God. In 1 Samuel 13, Saul offered a burnt offering to the Lord, which was an act that only the priest or the prophet was supposed to do. He had received strict instructions that Samuel would present the burnt offering when he got there. Apparently, Saul became tired of waiting and made the offering himself. Immediately afterwards, Samuel arrived. When he asked Saul what he, what he had done, Saul quickly began to make excuses for his wrongs and shifted the blame not only on the people, but on Samuel himself saying, when I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at the set time and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash, I thought, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. All of these excuses, if the men hadn't scattered, if Samuel hadn't been late, and if the Philistines, his enemy, hadn't started assembling, he would not have felt compelled to do what he did. And I guess in the case of the enemy, he would say the devil made him do it. After all, he was such a good and holy man, he had to seek the Lord's favor, even if it meant disobeying God's word. Throughout this man's reign as the king of Israel, it was always someone else's fault. Someone else, David, the Philistines, or whoever was always to blame for his failures. That sounds so familiar, again, especially from this Pat's administration. We need to wake up and accept responsibilities for the wrongs we do. We must stop supporting others in their wrongs and sins. David, on the other hand, when faced with his sin, knew to seek God's face and admit his wrong. In the adultery with the wife and murder of Uriah, David never blamed Bathsheba for bathing on the rooftop or Uriah for leaving her alone and going to war. He accepted the blame, even accepting chastisement of his child dying. He repented for his wrongs, even when numbering the fighting men. In that situation, he sinned as the king, but humbled himself and repented as the shepherd, saying, it was I, the shepherd, that sinned. It's never right to lie, but to out and out lie, knowing that you're lying in a way that will bring harm to others just because it will benefit you as an individual, as Dan Patrick did, is not only wrong, but downright offensive. I have heard people lie. And as I've shared in the past, it was something that God delivered me from as a very, very young Christian. Lying was a generational curse in my family. As part of being delivered from that spirit, I learned why sometimes people will lie. 
There are situations in which fear will become a prominent catalyst in inducing a lie. Someone can become so fearful that they will resort to lying rather than telling the truth, especially in a child or when someone fears physical harm. It definitely doesn't make it right or give the liberty to lie. Dan Patrick, however, was not faced with this type of fear or intimidation. He simply lied in a way that was not only offensive, but that is an insult to every black man, woman, and child and should be seen as such. For someone to take a position and do what this man did in my eyesight, not only makes him racist and divisive, but less than a man. And there is no way I would want him to represent me. If no more than the fact that in my personal opinion, he's too stupid to hold such an important position, I would never want him as one of the leaders of my state. When will we as a people begin to stop blaming others for our wrongs. Texas and other states have made the choice to not place mandates on masks or vaccinations in their states. If that's their choice, then so be it. However, they must accept and live with the consequences of those choices. When the repercussions for those choices turn out not to be good, when the death rates due to COVID begin to rise expeditiously, when they have to order refrigerated trucks once again for the bodies, don't shift the blame to someone else, especially on another race of people. That is racism at its highest. And then Dan Patrick had the audacity to bring Democrats into the mix by saying they were not doing what they should to see to it that Blacks be vaccinated. Let me say here and now, first of all, it's not just for Democrats to take responsibilities for a certain race of people to be vaccinated. Again, as the leaders of a nation, state, city, or community, it's for those in leadership positions, no matter what their party affiliations may be, to see to it that all of the members of their states and towns be vaccinated, not just their constituents. However, once again, this shows just how Dan Patrick thinks. It would seem that if it were left up to him, only white conservative Republicans would receive the COVID vaccine if they wanted it. And if they didn't want it and got sick or died because of it, then it would always be the black people's fault. It's most unfortunate that so many will not stop to think on their own what this man is saying and doing. They will instead immediately take what he has said as gospel. They will take it, receive it into their hearts, minds, and spirits, and will begin to act upon what they believe to be truth, which means more prejudice, ignorance, 
prejudgment, bias, bigotry, and hatred. It's not enough that blacks are impeded and disadvantaged because of racism. It's people like him who have no conscience as to the words they speak that brings about even more division, fear, and hatred. Sunday morning, I saw on Facebook a picture of the Trump bus in Alabama. The woman who posted the pic said, something in my spirit tells me to have faith in this man. Well, let me say that the Holy Ghost in my spirit teaches me to have faith in God and not in man. My faith is in God and God alone. I learned a long time ago to put my trust in no man, but in God only. Let me also say that that something in her spirit is probably that same lying spirit that God allowed to deceive the 400 prophets of Ahab. How will the elect be fooled? By listening to the lying spirits that appeal to their fleshly desires. I've said this over and over again. Christians are not spending enough time in the presence of God to learn to hear him for themselves. Spending time an hour, even two hours in church on a Sunday morning is not your time to be considered as the time spent in the presence of God in order to learn to hear his voice. There are far too many who would rather accept the words of others who are also not spending time in God's presence and believe what they say. It takes discipline the fruit of self-control to bring flesh under subjection so that we will go beyond the gates and the outer courts into the very presence of God. It may not happen overnight or in just a matter of days, but when one is determined to hear God's voice for themselves, they will do whatever it takes to get to that place. And once we get there, we must be sure that it doesn't become ritualistic ritualistic are just a habit. It must be personal, rich, and intimate on a daily basis. Every day must be a day where we make it distinctive, special, and unique. Our time with God needs to be private and not just while we're driving on the highway to work or to church. Years ago, when my grandchildren came to live with me, I took a job where I had to be to work for 8 a.m. They had to be on the school bus for 6.45 a.m. That meant that I had to have them up, bathed, dressed, fed, and ready to leave no later than 6.40 a.m. I had to have time for my makeup, which was at least an hour, and it had to be completed before I woke the children. So if I woke the children at 6 a.m., it meant that I had to start doing my makeup by 5 a.m. So when would I have my time to spend with God? Every day, without exception, my time with the Father would start no later than 4 a.m. and sometimes earlier. Nothing to me was more important then or now 
than having my time with God. And if it meant that I got up at 3.30 or 4 in the morning every day, then that's what I did. But it wasn't always that way. Many years ago, I had to work and develop the fruit of self-control, self-discipline, in order to not allow the flesh to make me want to get that extra 10 or 15 minutes of sleep time. I had to develop the relationship with the Father where I don't just love Him, but I'm so much in love with Him that there's nothing that I look forward to more than being with Him. I had to then, as it is now, have my time with the Father to hear His voice and know His Word. I had to have time with Him not because I'm a prophet, but because I love him with my whole heart and my whole soul. I needed to hear him for myself. Let me ask you something. Have you ever worked for a company where you as an individual never got to talk to the CEO or the president of the corporation? Where your job was on such a low level that if there was anything for you to say, it had to go through a supervisor, manager, or even an assistant manager? Have you ever been in a position where your job just wasn't important enough for you to warrant the attention of those above you? Well, let me tell you here and now, there's no such position or level in the kingdom of God. The only way that God will not hear you is if you're talking to him or if there's unrepentant sin. But even when you're not talking to God, he's always, always speaking to you, even if it's just to tell you to repent. As I always say, no father wants his child born deaf. No father wants his child not to hear his voice. And it's no less with our Father God. He never intended for us to be spiritually deaf because he does want us to hear his voice. I remember once God spoke to me and said something along the lines of, it's so easy for my sons and daughters to hear the voice of the enemy when he lies to them, and yet it's so hard for them to hear my voice when I speak the truth. I had to stop and ask, why is that? It's because the enemy speaks to and through the flesh, and flesh is not our friend. Flesh in itself is a deceiver. God speaks to us in our spirits because he is spirit. And not only have we not learned to listen spiritually, but for far too many, they don't want to learn. They don't want to learn because they don't want to listen. If they learned, if they listened, it would mean they would have to change. And some, unfortunately, are just too satisfied and too comfortable with where they are. Selah. 
I pray that this episode has been enlightening to each of you, and I pray that you will share it with others, encouraging your church members, families, friends, neighbors, and co-workers to listen to the podcast, This is the Voice of the Prophet, on any podcast server. Until next Monday, remember that I am praying for each and every person who listens, asking our Father's blessings and favor upon you. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you so much for listening.